This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Okay, so this will be a training regarding oxidative stress and as it relates to this idea called molecular hydrogen. There's a relationship here that I think is very important to get. And I think the first prerequisite for some of this teaching is to understand the idea of something called a free radical. We hear that term all the time, you know, what is that? Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Well, it's both. In a nutshell, if we get too many free radicals that build up, that's going to create oxidation of our cells, cell death, cell damage, et cetera, causes us to age more rapidly. On the flip side, part of the free radical development, which we'll see right here in our little education section, section is to really understand that there's benefits to it. However, in all benefits, there's also liabilities. So we're talking about balance here. I think we need to understand this word called balance in the body. We have made a, a unique, erroneous history, I would say, in regarding the treatment of the human body by not understanding balance. Just because the body produces something that might have a bad effect, even such as inflammation, it does not mean inflammation is bad. There's always a good side of it. I believe that uh, our body is unique in its creation and it's in, unique in its makeup. So everything happens for a reason and nothing is a mistake. So as we get into this, we're going to really go from the top to the bottom and really explain what is this thing called oxidative stress that yields this, this thing we call free radical. And then what in the world does hydrogen have to do with that? Well, we're going to see some really cool things here and uh, let the cow out of the bag a little bit right now. Hydrogen is one of the greatest miracle molecules on planet Earth. So just hold on to your um, curiosity buttons right now and just pay close attention to what we're going to talk about. Now, when we look at this idea of molecular hydrogen, let me go back one slide. Uh, I want us to really understand something here. Um, we develop free radicals every day, every single day that we live and breathe. And, and this is a complicated diagram. I'm just going to draw you right over here. And I, I've got a mouse going on. You should see it right now in this oxidative stress pathway. Find right there. You see that molecule called oxygen. Okay. We, we breathe it in and we expire something called carbon dioxide out. Well, that very process creates uh, a lot of things in our body, including the creation of energy. Some of you have heard of the energy molecule called ATP. Uh, that is stands for adenosine triphosphate. So just know that the creation of energy with the inhalation of oxygen, as it combines with nutrients, creates this thing called ATP. And in that process of creating energy, we create these waste products. Waste products that have a little bit of a function, but if they build up, they, they create what we call dysfunction. It's much like a car creating, you, you have this oxygen plus gasoline and this combustion engine. And in that process, you have a tailpipe and it kicks out this idea, this thing called carbon monoxide. And we don't want to run that back into the cab of the car because that can hurt us. It's a waste product. So our bodies, by the very creation of energy to drive all systems of the body from the ability to me to think, um, push the buttons, uh, talk. Uh, breathe, digest food, move, etc. That all requires energy. Now, let us understand that energy 
as we know it, ATP, synonymous with the gasoline of the body, that's primarily created in what's called the mitochondria. Now, the mitochondria, as we know, is a little organelle inside of the cell that we call the powerhouse of the cell. And the little mitochondria, and we'll probably have a teaching on this sometime very soon, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff and actions that go on there to create ATP inside that mitochondria to donate it, if you will, to those cells around so they can do the job. Now, as you see back to our little illustration over here, you see oxygen there and you see right above that, these things right here, you see this um, electron uh, transport system. That is actually the system of transporting electrons around the body, around the, in the electron transport chain that makes ATP. So that's the waste products I'm talking about. We also see NADPH. Uh, that is actually part of the redox status, and we need NADPH to sort of balance our system out. We also see peroxisomes. Those are signaling molecules. And we see this thing called CYT450. What is that? And that is your detox system. That stands for cytochrome P450 enzyme system. So the bottom line is breathing in oxygen has got to create ATP which is gonna drive the systems that you see here and much, much more. Now, with that said, just a side note caveat, and it is tangential, but very important. We cannot make energy without oxygen and good nutrition. We have to have good nutrients. So for us to think we can make energy efficiently by eating poorly is not gonna work. So we still have to eat well. Now, as we see, once oxygen, we see it right there, combines in that pathway with the nutrients to make ATP to drive these systems, we see this first thing that's created right here called superoxide. The things in the gold boxes you see here is a key. These are called free radicals. So superoxide then is a normal byproduct of the energy creation system and the systems operations of the body. Now we see if you go to the right of that, we're gonna drive the, the, the mouse that way. And you see that superoxide, if all goes well, it's converted into this thing called hydrogen peroxide. Now, if hydrogen peroxide gets uh, converted efficiently, we see it's gonna get converted in one direction over here. We see that's gonna go over here to this catalase is gonna break it down to uh, water and oxygen, or it can go backwards over here to down the glutathione peroxidase pathway and be converted into this thing called water. Now, this is important to understand, everyone. These free radicals we see here, superoxide and hydrogen peroxide are normal byproducts, and you want this to happen. You do not want to have the mindset of elimination of free radicals. That's a bad idea. So when you think about this, superoxide happens first, and then that's converted, and I'll show you how it's converted in a moment, to hydrogen peroxide. And the hydrogen peroxide is basically converted further to oxygen and water or back to water. Isn't that kind of cool? So the body has the ability to break down free radicals naturally, one would presume. Well, that would be true because you would see right here in this gray box, there's something called superoxide dismutase. Now, 
Hence the complicated name. Just don't get twipped up in that. The bottom line is with superoxide dismutase, we see that that enzyme breaks down. It dismutes. It dismantles, hence the name, superoxide. So SOD is broken down or superoxide is broken down by SOD to make hydrogen peroxide. And we also see by looking at the gray boxes, hydrogen peroxide, as you can move to the right, you can see that it's broken down by an enzyme called catalase into that um, oxygen and water. And we see going down that glutathione peroxidase can also break down this molecule called hydrogen peroxide into water. Now, superoxide dismutase, catalase, and glutathione peroxidase are created by our genetic recipes. In other words, everybody has different functions in those different enzymes. Some people can have a slow functioning SOD. Did you know that's the most common type, a slow functioning SOD? Many people have can have a fast functioning catalase or even a slow functioning glutathione peroxidase. So that's why we are going to see teaching out there that says, well, everybody breaks it down this way. That's not true because all of our enzymes, our proteins are made from our genetic recipes. So all of us are very unique in that. So when we look at this idea of these enzymes, we have to put that into the equation. That's why my wife and I, we actually do test the functionality genetically of those enzymes because it gives us indication on how much excess free radical may get built up. So if you can back to the arrows, let me get my mouse in place here. You can see if superoxide does not get dismantled or dismuted, it can come down here and it can make this thing called peroxynitrite. Now, peroxynitrite actually has a little purpose too. Doesn't do all bad, but if it gets built up too high, interesting enough, you can see moving to the left, it depletes something called BH4, tryptophan, and melatonin. What are those, you might ask? We understand melatonin is about sleep. So you can see if free radicals built up too much, that could cause sleep dysfunction. BH4 and tryptophan actually help with the making of serotonin. So if free radicals built up, we can also not only see a dysfunction in sleep, we can see a dysfunction in mood. How about that? Isn't that fascinating? Now, we know that this thing called peroxynitrite, if you follow the arrows down a little bit further, going to the left again, you can see that lipid peroxidation, that is talking about heart disease, like lipids, like LDL gets damaged, vessels get stiff. This idea of arteriosclerosis can develop. Free radicals also cause that. Isn't that fascinating? And then we have protein nitration. You can get damage to the proteins. And we see in this pathway that vitamins C and E are required. What is interesting and what is common about vitamins C and E? They are known as antioxidants. So again, does one want to take loads of these antioxidants? The answer is no, because the body has the ability to handle itself if it has the proper amount. So you don't need hypertherapeutic amounts. Now, Watch this carefully. If things don't happen right the way they should, and we get this system spilling over to create excessive amounts of free radicals, we get this thing over here called this hydroxyl radical. You see my mouse right there on the screen. Now, this is important 
because hydroxyl radical has no good purpose. It will tear up everything. It will completely stop. Some of you that are in your biochemistry, it will stop and shut up the methylation process. Methylation is the process by which, in part, can repair DNA. So we're talking about a massively important function that's shut down with excess free radical hydroxyl radical buildup. Now, there's one thing that will deal with the hydroxyl radical. So here's the cat out of the bag. You see right below that hydrogen. So hydrogen will react with the hydroxyl radical, get this, only. It won't go knock down all these other ones up here. It won't take out your peroxy nitrite. It won't take out your SOD and it won't take out your hydrogen peroxide. It'll only take out this thing called hydroxyl radical. And that's the cool thing about it because it's selective. That is neat because why is it significant? Because if you have the ability, now think about this logically. If free radical buildup creates all these pathologies and all these disease processes, or at least contributes to that, what if you had a way to, from a molecular standpoint, to quench or break down excessive free radicals? Wouldn't that be good? Well, it'd be really good because that would slow down the aging process. It would slow down the disease process. And obviously, we need to think about doing that because that's everybody's angular desire, I think, these days. So when you look at this hydrogen, we're going to show you how to get that in your system in a very unique way through molecular hydrogen. You can drink it. Pretty cool. You can drink it in some water like, like this right here. Just have a sip. Or you can use in a cannula and you can breathe it in. Now, in both cases, it has benefits of clearing excess free radicals. If you breathe it in, it's going to go obviously through the lungs and get into your blood system a little more quick. And if it goes in through the liquid form, you're talking about the ability of it to sort of deal with maybe uh, free radicals in the gut. So we're talking two different angles of a molecule that's very, very small. It's the smallest molecule that we know of. It's so small it will get through the cell membranes. Now, very important, we see these things called free radicals over here, this vitamins um, C and E. They won't do that. They're too big. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, and I'll come back to it, that SOD and hydrogen peroxide, those free radicals, get broke down again by SOD and catalase and glutathione peroxidase. But SOD, SOD, Catalase and glutathione peroxidase have cofactors or vitamins and minerals they have to have too. So I'm going to give you a list of what you need to do in those cofactors. You got to have these in your body, period. And then you have to bring in the hydrogen behind it every single time. Now, if I had one thing that I would do for everybody out there, it would be to use on a regular basis. I'm not talking once a week. I'm talking daily molecular hydrogen. So let's think through this as we go forward. Now, I'm going to go forward one slide now that we have a really good background and take this down a little bit uh, more of a micro view because I want you to kind of see the mechanism of the body. And then we'll come back to this idea called molecular hydrogen. Now, right at the top, I just want to dive right down into, you can see that I was, I was talking about this idea of uh, this hydrogen peroxide right here. So we're going to go down inside this area right here and kind of have a look. So here you see hydrogen peroxide. 
And you go right above that. So here is this thing called H2O2. And you go right above that. Now you see O2, that superoxide. Now, what is it that drives superoxide? So let's also think about this. More than just normal function of the body, what can make it even worse on you driving more unnecessarily free radicals? Go around the horn. Sedentary lifestyle. Smoking. What about an unbalanced, poor, standard American diet? What about the cellular respiration? That's what I talk about. Breathing in oxygen, out carbon dioxide will create free radicals. And there you see other environmental factors, such as even pollutants. And just as a reminder, superoxide is formed normally. And then if SOD is working well, it goes down to create the molecule called hydrogen peroxide. And if catalase is working well, and that GPX you see is working well, we see the oxygen and water, and then water created respectively. So as we go forward now, I want to go into a little more of a deep dive into this area right here, because this is where we hear that word redox balance all the time. So again, we broad base, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. Check this out. All right. So now I want us to go from the, um, let's go say from the right to the left. All right. The processes we see here going from the right to the left of oxidation and reduction, they occur the same time at the same time. And they can't happen independently of one another. So they're happening at the same time. So the oxidation alone itself and the reduction alone are called half reactions. So one half and one half equals a whole. So that equals the whole reaction of this oxidation reduction known as redox. So when you think about this, when you write these half reactions, the gained or lost electrons is kind of the key. So these are typically included uh, explicitly or in order that the half reaction will be balanced, if you will, with respect to this electronic charge. Now, when we think about this electron or uh, this free radical, know that a free radical is missing an electron. Free radicals missing an electron. So the oxidation, think about this. You ever cut an apple in half? You know, you think about it turning brown. Isn't that crazy? It's getting oxidized. So the oxidation is actually a loss of an electron, or another way to say it, it's an increase of the oxidative state of the molecule, atom, or ion. Now, too much oxidation obviously is a problem. Reduction is actually the gain or the adding back of that electron which means a decrease in the oxidation by a molecule, atom, or ion. So let's go through this from the, from the right to the left here. So we see that the, the hydrogen peroxide right there is going to be, or actually the right to left, yeah, it's going to be driven there, and it glutathione peroxidase breaks it down, going down. And just by the way, selenium right there, as you can see, is the cofactor needed for glutathione peroxidase to, or to even work, and then that goes down to water. But how in the world did this glutathione peroxidase get an electron? It got an electron back over here because once it donates the electron, it becomes oxidized because the electron was given away. Now it became oxidized, but it has to be reduced by this thing right here called glutathione reductase which requires riboflavin, B2 to work. And so we gain this electron back. Now we have reduced glutathione and then 
voila, we're back. So when you look at this whole process, and there's NADPH right there, which also requires oxygen to make. So now you're starting to see how this thing will go on and on and on and on and on. Now, the greatest place, if you were to ask me, that free radicals create the greatest damage is in the mitochondria because it kind of makes sense. That's where the ATP is. And so when you look at where the ATP is developed, all this process is turning over so darn quick. Now you begin to see, well, this is where free radicals in excess or unnecessary could create the most problem. And that's true because if mitochondria goes south and you don't get the mitochondrial biogenesis or even function, you're talking about cell death, friends. When mitochondria doesn't work, you don't work either. And that means you're going to die. And so we got to make sure that our mitochondria is working. So one of the greatest benefits of utilizing molecular hydrogen is right here in this diagram right here, because I'm going to show you by diagram. And I know you're going to have to listen to this over and over again, but I'm going to show you how easy free radicals are to develop and escape. And then how molecular hydrogen can keep this mechanism working very well. Now, with that said, let's look inside our endogenous or inside production of this thing called uh, free radicals, specifically superoxide dismutase. So we know that this SOD, this superoxide, this free radical, you can see it right there. I'm using my mouse and also right there. So it's developed inside this, what is one, two, three, four, five going across here? Well, this is called the electron transport chain, which happens inside of the mitochondria. And as you can certainly see here that we're trying to create this thing called ATP, which is created as an output of this ATP synthase. Now, when you look at how this works, let's kind of go through this. Complex one here, and complex three here, you see those starburst things right there, here and here, these are actually called free radicals. And they get built up just by that process of this electron transport chain happening. So these superoxides are created based upon normal function. And so they're released every day, thousands and thousands of time right inside your mitochondria. Now, these things will go two directions. One, the, from complex one, you can see that the superoxide comes down here and it is actually driven down, we see, into hydrogen peroxide. And we see catalase breaks it down into oxygen and water. And then we see it's also broken down hydrogen peroxide by glutathione peroxidase, which is right here, back into water. Now, the interesting thing about these free radicals are also produced right here by complex three. And they are broken down again by up here by superoxide dismutase back into water. Now, unfortunately, the sad thing about this is this, these free radicals can begin to escape and they can get out. And if we have too many free radicals built up within the mitochondria, this is where it becomes a problem because mitochondria only has 37 genes. Now, for those of you out there that are like um, maybe science geeks, you know that that's not very many. But the problem with these genes is they're unprotected. So they're just sitting there waiting to be damaged. When you have unprotected genes and free radicals get on them, that can be an oxidation of those molecules creating intense damage, and that can cause mitochondrial 
failure. Well, how do we remedy that? I've already told you one of the things you can do, you can take molecular hydrogen, but you also need to understand that all of these enzymes and functions have necessary cofactors. So I went ahead and listed them right here for you so that you could see how they work. So in this key, you see SOD one, two, three, respectively. And you see out to the right, those things that are required to make them work. And I'll just comment briefly on those and you can use this as your point of reference. SOD1, these are based upon spatial locations of this superoxide dismutase enzyme that breaks down the first free radical. And again, just think about this. If you don't have these enzymes here working properly, you're gonna get that hydroxyl radical built back up. I'm gonna go back to that just real quick so I want you to see it one more time right here. So right there, you see that hydroxyl radical is going to get built up if any of this goes haywire or doesn't have what it needs. So think about it as hydroxyl radical is the residue of what's left over if all of the previous actions do not work. Now, when I say what could make them not work, let's have a look at this. Obviously, we know you got to have enough copper and zinc. That's what Cu and Zn mean. MN is manganese. Now, I've given you some food supplies down there, these things. Now, and we also see that SOD3 is copper and zinc. Now, with that said, a lot of people in today's world are taking too much zinc. Too much zinc will deplete copper. Now, I realize zinc is popular in the world and times in which we live right now. It's good. You need about a 20 to 1 ratio, 20 milligrams of zinc, 1 milligram of copper. Anything that gets out of balance of that you're going to get an imbalance or depletion of copper, creating more free radicals. Now, I hope you caught that little relationship there. GPX, SE stands for selenium. We need to take that. CAT catalase, FE stands for iron. Got to have enough iron. And we know the other one there I didn't talk about much, different talk, different day, ENOS, which stands for endothelial Nitric oxide synthase deals with blood pressure. It actually has some requirements of choline, arginine, and citrulline. So that's found in like eggs and proteins and stuff. So you can see down there below, I've given you sources of the individual uh, vitamins and or minerals that are required to make these systems run so that we won't get excess hydroxyl radical buildup. And again, if we do, and we will, let's face it, because the systems of the body will get a little bit less functional, more finicky. They get almost like senile, like when we get old, they begin to work less, and this causes us to age more rapidly. And this is where hydrogen can come in and help us out. Hydrogen can save the day. So with that said, we come right here to this idea of molecular hydrogen having several key factors. Now, I want us to really catch this. Number one, it is small in molecular size and it will enter the mitochondria. It will cross these membranes and get in there. It can cross and get into the brain. It can affect the mitochondria. It can do it all. It's the smallest molecule that we know. Number two, it's selective and adaptive. It's not going to wipe up or mop up everything. Uh, the analogy I give people right there is the idea of the antibiotic we take in mass that wipes out all your bacteria. You don't want to do that, right? It doesn't make sense. You don't want to take all kinds of antioxidants to, but to wipe out all your free radicals. That doesn't make sense. This is selective and adaptive just to wipe up 
and mop up and clean up the excessive ones, i.e. hydroxyl radical, that will cause your demise. And so if you want to make sure you're in optimum health, you got to do molecular hydrogen. Number three, it turns that hydroxyl radical, as I stated, into a very good thing called water. Your body is 65% water. How cool is that? It's going to upregulate something. Uh, it's a transcription factor called NRF2. I put that in here just so you'd have a mindset of it does so much more than mopping up free radicals. This transcription factor can turn up a system called your antioxidant regulatory element or ARE, which turns on things like SOD, catalase, glutathione peroxidase. How cool is that? It actually may turn down something called NF-kappa B. Now, NF-kappa B, when it hits the nucleus to a cell, it releases the inflammatory signals. So we're talking about this high potential to reduce excess inflammation. And there's a bunch of studies and benefits coming out there that really tie to, you know, any sort of brain inflammation, like brain disorders. Um, people ask all the time, can it help with recovery of workout? Yes, it can do that. Um, can it help you um, recover faster from anything you do? Yes, it can do that. And overall, does it really benefit you all the time in regard to this space called age management? Of course, yes. It's something that I recommend everyone does every day. And again, to restate the point as I tie a bow on this particular teaching section, we need to understand that if there's one thing we need to do that's easy, it's, it's simple, and it works every time, and you're not going to get hurt by doing it at all because it's so selective and it's so adaptive, it's this thing called molecular hydrogen. So I hope you've enjoyed this teaching as much as I have. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.